All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. One and all, it's another time to spend with your dads here at 100 Talk for all fans of 100 Thieves LCS. Oh, yeah. Look at all the facial expressions that Kool-Aid Man is making over there. <laughs> wow. Snap, crackle, pop it, Cole. We're powered by Rip It. That's right. You got the lime record. I got the active Mandarin Live Wild Lime, a.k.a. Tribute OG flavor. I need to not stay up late tonight. So I'm gonna drink water, but oh, that, but you're gonna channel serve, the energy. Yeah. From- <laughs> it's a testament to the power of this drink, Cole. I won't crack one if I'm not hoping to stay up for a little bit. <laughs> oh man, uh, nice sip. Uh, of course, we're powered by Rip It, so shout out to Rip It. We're also powered by Love for Hundred Thieves, That's- and we're gonna need to <laughs> dig deep. Dig deep and, uh, and, and pull out all of that energy, all of those emotions as we roll into the much-anticipated Summer 2021 playoffs. 100T wow. fans everywhere. If you asked 100T fans six weeks ago about this day, they were salivating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we're like a little nervous. Uh, uh. Maybe a little nervous, but we're here yeah. for you. We're here to talk it all out with you guys this week as uh, we, you know, we took a week of a break for the team to kind of just get some extra scrims in some extra preparation, maybe some extra sessions in the uh, hyperbolic chamber with master Roshi, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get the mental get right. Yep. And uh, we'll be talking about that too. So here's, here's kind of the agenda for tonight. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a quicker show than usual. But we'll see. Whenever I say that, I end up being wrong. Um, <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk what we saw from EG this past weekend um, for a tiny bit. Then we're going to talk about how we think Hunter Thieves is going to match up, what we expect to happen, how we see the series playing out, and then we'll make our predictions on the uh, final tally there. Um, after we do that, we'll talk some things about you know worlds, what our path to worlds is. Um, we'll mention the all LCS results, maybe dive into that a little bit and, uh, then go to listener takes as we always do. Should be a good good night. It's, it's going to be like a lean night, but a good lean night. Exactly. Good lean. Sounds like a weird way to say it. I mean, I mean, I mean like good lean as in like, maybe you got the 90, 10 ground beef. And right. not the ground turkey, right? Yeah, yeah. Ground yeah. turkey isn't going to cut it. We know that. It's lean, but it's like, eh. You it's can make lean. do with the, the 90-10 ground beef. It's lean, but it's still ground beef. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this is the 90-10 ground beef show. Welcome to... Welcome. And if you add 90 and 10, you get 100 thieves. Oh, Here we are. 100 talk. 90, 90 and 10 talk, Cole. 90-10 talk. <laughs> Leanest takes. Actually, I don't think I'd want to advertise <laughs> lean takes. stop on by for the leanest takes you've ever seen (laughs) let's uh let's reverse that wipe Uh, that from memory uh, yeah start again um by the way so just as a general reminder we don't typically read a lot of chat or do uh channel point redemptions while we do this show 
So um, we will get, I saw a couple of those come through. We'll, we'll get to those in our next stream, but we do love you all dearly. Um, but yeah, let, so let's have the tough conversation. Jordan, let's do it. Uh, we, we, you and I both watched the EG and Dignitas series. What were you expecting going in? What was your, what was your guess before you saw the games, how that would play out? Well, funny enough, Cole, I predicted a three, one evil geniuses. I'm kidding. I didn't make a prediction. Um, cause I didn't have to, no one made me. I was not, uh, required to do that anywhere, but this is approximately what I thought would happen. Right. I feel like generally, uh, I was very confident that EG would win and they did. And I won't take credit for, uh, you, you've mentioned something which I, I agree with after you said it. Uh, but I just went into this expecting that EG wins. They're hot. They're a hot team right now. And um, I think they're, they're just over across the board a stronger team. The Dignitas, it played out how I thought it would. Yeah. Um, it actually <laughs> pre- pretty down the line played out the, the exact way I thought it would um, in yep. this series. Um, I wanted to talk about how the games went down because I think that might factor into when we talk about hundred thieves matching mm-hmm. up against EG. I mean, look guys, one of the things that's difficult is that we're all, we're all feeling like our confidence in the team has been shaken a little bit over the, the last three weeks of the split basically. Right. Yep. Um, and the thing we have to remember though, is like we, you know, we came down from being an untouchable, in the LCS. We didn't come down from being like third place in the LCS. Right. And that's the difference between this split and other splits. And so, uh, I think that everybody's feeling a little lower on the team right now, but you have to contextualize that. It's like, yeah, we have, we haven't lived up to what we wanted to be, but the standard got so high. So when you're talking about like, like, you know, what can how can we compare 100 thieves to eg after this series that we just saw about dignitas i mean i think that series would have gone almost the same way with 100 thieves too um yeah reading back into it game one just a just a down the line eg smash right nothing nothing fancy about it nothing surprising that i can recall uh just like a just like a pretty hard quick Mm -hmm. smash of a game cool yep feel like i expected that Game two, a little bit different. Things got interesting in this series. Dignitas has come to play. Uh, Look, Dignitas had a great early game in game two, and they just absolutely fumbled it, right? And Evil Geniuses were feeling very generous, and they (laughs) gave him another try. They fumbled it right back over to him. Yep. So Dignitas said, all right, we're not going to make the same mistake twice. And then they did, and they fumbled it again. Uh-huh. But EG, Naturally. like a patient parent, fumbled gave right the, gave the children another chance. <laughs> you can't you can't win them all, or else they won't play with you, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, you gotta uh, convince people that you are beatable. <laughs> you gotta convince them. Yeah, maybe you don't gotta worry so much. They lost a game to Dig. Eh, who knows? They're a high variance <laughs> team, right? All of these things. Yeah. So, so, but in honesty, like sloppy, right? Mm-hmm. Sloppy by both teams. Dignitas, great early game, great strategy in that game, but they, you know, they're a middle of the pack team, a slightly less than middle, right? 
And as you'd expect, they fumbled on the execution. E.g., um, I don't know if you can call it uncharacteristically, right? But E.G. gave them a couple chances to get back in the game, and they took them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so right. um, that game ended up going in Dignitas's favor. Uh, and, and if you, like, the, at the throw points, it was like, it was like Dignitas let E.G. catch up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like E.G. surged way ahead. Right. You know, it was basically like, all right, now we're neutral. Now we're ahead again. Now we're neutral. You know. That kind of thing. So sloppy, both teams, especially EG. All right. Um, game three, things started getting a little drafty in here, if you know what I mean, Jordan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, get your jackets. It's gotten a little drafty. Um, we had Kennen going against the NAR in top mm-hmm. lane, which ended up not being a contest that Fake God was up for playing. No. Was this before or after they showed their uh, player history card? I can't remember, but that was so disrespectful. I can't believe it. Yeah. I don't it's even like, want to talk bro. about it because I like Fake God. Uh, um, but it ruined the whole game for Fake God, right? The yeah. Kennen pick and the early pressure, it just did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The game was basically lost there. And then to make things worse, they, uh, they pulled out the Kindred mid pocket pick. <laughs> They, they blew that one, Cole. They wasted it. All right, and I have to confess something right now. This confession will surprise few, I think. But I just got just to gotta get it out there. Um, so I like the Dignitas guys, especially because a lot of them came from Hunter T, right? And there's just, like, they've always just seemed kind of likable, like this version of them, right? Mm-hmm. Except for freaking Yasui. What is it about him, man? Do you get the same vibe? Like, am I tripping? Uh, I don't. I don't feel like I know him enough to say definitively that I do or don't like him. Maybe it's because he's replaced Saligo, and you have a warm place in your heart. Maybe for that's true. Maybe he came up through Cloud Nine. I don't know. Just attitude wise, I feel like he's always he's always been a little. Is I don't know. I don't like, and and I mean, when I say that, by the way, I mean how he plays. I don't mean, I don't yeah, really okay, know yeah, yeah. like any off the riff stuff. Like, I don't know that, <laughs> but I just had this feeling about him. Right. I'm like, mm, yeah. uh, oh, you man. I just, no, I just don't like him. Right. <laughs> and Yasui was doing Yasui things in this. Right. Mm. He, and, and like all series really where it's like, he's, he gets you to start believing he's good. And he's like, all right, he's got this. And he's yeah. like, oh, he's annoying. You got to worry about him, you know, but then he would throw, he would make some dumb mistake, you know? And so, Anyway, you go 10, 2, and 6 on the Aurelia in the game they won. Yeah, sure. Cool. That's pretty good for that one. That's, pretty That's what I'm saying. He does enough to convince you <laughs> that it's worth paying attention to him. And then when you pay attention, it ain't good. Um, the Kindred Mid, not, not sold on that one. Neither were the casters. Uh, but yeah, so, so kind of like a drafted loss yeah, in that yeah. one turned into an EG slam. Um, with very little Dignitas highlights, though there were a couple. There were a couple. They tried. At least you tried. And then game four, the final game, the Draven pick comes out, which is basically like, all right, here's the last ditch effort. <laughs> right. We're gonna need him to win the game for us. Yeah, this is no this is the pressure. only thing we can do. Hilariously, Fake God gets the solo kill on Impact during that game when it's like all about the Draven. The Draven right. doesn't go well, and Ignar does his best Who He impression on set. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good impression. Not yeah. quite as good as the genuine article. Yeah. 
but it was a pretty good impression. And, pretty effective. Uh, the set play, yeah, was just very. He had a he had a less he had a less support stat line than Danny on Tristana. Yeah, Danny was like <laughs> two something and thirteen, right? And then what? Two was, one and sixteen, and Ignar oh, two, was one four and one and twelve. So yeah, right. So yeah. who's the real carry, Danny boy? Some damage on that champion close. Some damage on that set boy. I'll tell you what. Who knew? Um, <laughs> so 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 contextualizing this like as the whole for the series, right? Yep. EG smash, um, sloppy game out of both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, anemic Jazuke shows up in game two, right? And then you have um, a a draft, basically a draft loss, and then the 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 death throws. Um, where Ignar pops off, okay? Yep. It's like, like th- this is what EG does. I, so when I'm looking at their form right now, we could use this to transition into talking about you know, the upcoming thing. I just, I feel like, man, teams just get hot and kind of get lucky for a while. <clears throat> it happened to us, and then you start cooling off. And I feel like EG, like when I watch them, I don't feel like I'm watching the LCS favorite. Right. And when I was watching like week 300 Thieves, I felt like I was watching not only the LCS favorite, but this team doesn't look like it's from this region. That, right. That's how good they were, right? Yeah. The ninth best team in the world. Some might <laughs> Or eighth. Was it eighth? Uh, I, I don't remember. Eighth. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't get that feeling about EG, especially after seeing this last series. Yeah. What are you, where are you coming down on this? Yeah, I mean, they don't feel, um, it's been an interesting kind of like final third of the split because there have been so many surging teams. Um, I feel like EG for a while, it's almost like EG was surging before the other teams started surging. And now you've got, you know, TL in what seems to be good form, TSM, finish strong, beat us. Um, But I agree with you. It feels like EG is still... um, like their ceiling doesn't seem to be keeping pace with these other teams who are now, um, I would say probably the odds on title favorites at least. And so, yeah, it it is. I I think I'm with you. Like there still seems to be weaknesses to their game. Um, There still seem to be some of the issues that people have always thought of EG having being there. Um, And it's kind of interesting first go around for the playoffs to have them playing dig because dig is a team that I don't think, um, you would expect to punish a lot of the things that a, a better team than EG would look to punish, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's what will be the the thing that I'm, well, specifically now for us. Like, are we able to do that? Are we able to punish those things? Um, and, you know, potentially hand back fewer of the uh, the advantages that EG might give us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I Again... I think like if you're speaking for most fans from what I've seen, fans of Hunter Thieves, there seems to be like this fear of EG. Mm-hmm. They're and the I'm new just, hot team, the new hotness. And they really haven't been that, it's, it hasn't been that new, right? Because, you know, their streak dates back to June 26th but, is when they started winning. So since June 26th, including this last series, they've only lost four games. They replaced us as the hot team. Right. Yep. And, and I don't know. It's like, I just am not seeing it, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not disputing their results. You know what I mean? Like 
I'm not, I'm not disputing the results, but I don't. <clears throat> and this is not a comment on where we are in relation to them either. Right. Right. But I'm just saying like, they don't look like the, a title team to me mm-hmm. at this moment. So t- to me, when I'm, when I'm doing the tally of like, all right, how is this going to go this weekend? That is actually a point in our favor. I feel like, because mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're really crisp right now. Right. So that, that gives me, you know, a more, more reason to hope for how this weekend goes. Um, so going, going through, like, I wanted to talk about the, the matchups and the lane stuff and, you know, just, just see how we think that those things are going to go. Um, so top lane, you want to you just go top to bottom on the map? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Top lane. Jordan, how thought. do you how do you even begin to talk about impact right now? <laughs> He's good. That's how I start. He's good at League of Legends. Um, he is. He got second team. You know, Fudge with his standout performance from this weekend. Understandably, gets first. Um, <laughs> I would say for me, I think Impact is just the perennial playoff player. Like he is. We joked about that graphic they showed. He's got a ton of experience. He finds another gear in the playoffs. He seems to be at his best when the stakes are high. Um, he is able to do a lot of things. Um, I think in some ways he reminds me of someday. In that he can take over a game. He doesn't need to. Um, <laughs> and he is also able to salvage from horrible games dominant performances. And I, I feel like that has been his calling card um, in some of the biggest games of this split. And I, I would say, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm not the historian here. I can't give you back yeah, his like, LCK sure. career. But for me, that's always what I've thought of when I think of, uh, of Impact. So that's how I'd start. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going with the comparison piece? If you've got more, sure. The thing I'm a little concerned about is I think that the playbook for Someday and Fake God is not entirely dissimilar. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> yeah. And we have seen teams do some of the things that were done to, to fake God to good effect against someday. Like, I think those are some of the things that have resulted in him having games that are not the games we've thought of someday having during his entire time with 100T. So it, I think it worked well for them. And like it gave them a game, basically. And in a best of five series, that's a huge, huge deal. Yeah, I ex- yes. fully expect that they're going to bring at least one strategy that is to win through top. Um, and we'll have to see what that looks like. But they, you know, let's remember, Fake Gods played a few champions recently. And I think that we, um, one of the downsides of doing that is it makes it that much easier to prepare a few counter picks and you know, impact is going to, he's going to be ready to play any one of them. So that's a concern. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like, I don't, I don't, I feel like this split for, for him has been kind of like a correction, I guess. I mean, he did pretty well in spring if I'm remembering right too, but um, yeah, he's been effective. Um, I think that, someday on the right champs is good. Like he'll be fine. 
Um, impact doesn't, you know, it, this is all like the, the constant talking point with him is like, Oh yeah. Like he doesn't do the takeover thing very often. Right. And that, I think that's still mostly true. I know that's like a repeated thing that like, Oh, but he has you know, this game and this game. I, I still just buy into that largely. Um, so someday on the right champs, which is maybe two or three, uh, he's going to be fine. But like you're saying, prepping for that, knowing what's going to happen. I mean, let me actually, let me look at this really quick. If I can, I'll look at yeah. someday's uh, champ history. And while you're pulling that up, let me just add for the record. I don't think that someday and fake out are the same player, no. but I do think that there have been the same vulnerabilities um, for both of them. Yeah. And so I think it'll be harder to pull it off against someday. Like, I want to be clear on that. But I think that the, you know, the approach could be the same. Yeah. Um, so it's like Gwen and Nar and Renekton, largely, is what we've seen. A couple of Orn games mixed in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked about it as Gwen. Where I come down on that is, is he misses the ults a lot. And other than that, it's pretty solid. Like, we've seen him carry on Gwen a couple of times. I, yeah. I feel fine with him on Gwen. Um, Nar is, is kind of a coin flip feels like. Yep. And Orn, I think is pretty good. Even though we, I think we lost both. Did we lose both? No, we only we lost, lost we one, won one with him on Orn. Yeah. yeah. We won with him. The other was the five death, the five death or yeah. sacrificial Orn game. I, I still, yeah, I, I feel fine with him on Orn. So, but yeah. if it's not one of those three, it's like, I know that's, and I think that is, you know, against a player like Impact, again, to reiterate, like, I have confidence yeah. that he can play, you know, like he showed a Kennen that with, with great effect. Um, yeah, we do have to uh, account for the Kennen. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the, both of those guys, it, in all honesty, it probably depends a lot on the junglers, too. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, and we can talk about that. You know, I guess that's a segue into the next thing in the map, because... I think I've I've been a little wrong in the final tally when we're talking about closer because I think he has been our probably our our biggest carry indicator, right? So, so FBI always good, rarely has a bad game, like always like smashing in lane. He's gonna do well. He's gonna be a threat, you know, and sometimes he absolutely pops off, but it feels like closer is more of the barometer carry, right? Mm, mm-hmm. It's like how, if closer's doing well, we're doing well. And I, and I did not feel that way earlier on in the split, even though I thought he was playing well. Yeah. I didn't feel that that was necessarily true, but I, I feel like I have to, I have to call myself out on that. So carry as like our, our closer barometer or our, <laughs> Closer as our carry barometer. Sorry, guys. It's been a long week. Um, (laughs) That's a thing. Okay. And I'm not sure the jungle position is that when it comes to EG. Meaning you're not as, I guess, you don't have as much confidence in contracts or you think that they have more flexibility to carry through other places? I think the carry usually is going to come from somewhere else. Now, contracts you know, a little bit of a wild card there because he has his pop-off games. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. he's kind of coin flippy, like more so than closer is he's, yeah. and he's like, he's more similar to Jazuke pro- probably, you know, where it's coin flippy and when it's good, it's really good. 
Yeah. You know? He had a good series for sure. And this is the most concentrated we've seen of contracts. Yeah. In the LCS ever, I'd say. I mean, aside from when he was playing with us. Um, but every, every other time this split, it was onesie twosies. You didn't know if he's going to be there. Like, this was a lot of contracts uh, in, in this series. Yeah. Um, and that begs the question are we going to see Sven Skarin or not? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the. The, the contracts has there. like kind of an inside track on us right so it makes sense to have him in the mix yeah but i do agree with you i think if they play contracts he is he reminds me of the, i like i when when we got closer we talked about this because closer replaced contracts um right and uh it felt to me like that was an upgrade and i feel like that has played out um so if this is the matchup I, I'm feeling okay about that. And I think, you know, Svenskeren's a different question, but for this one, it feels a little bit like he's got a pretty similar champ pool. He likes to do similar things. And I think we've seen that Closer has shown he can, he can really deliver on that stuff in a way that gets him um, a lot of notice, second team notice. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's hard to say since uh since contracts like you said didn't get enough volume you know in there but uh yeah in champ pool wise i almost feel like the the meta for junglers was basically the set by closer for like the whole split too you know yeah um so that's a positive i think in our in our corner there <clears throat> so when it comes to that matchup it's like look if if closer can consistently play the way we know he can I feel like that's actually a check on our side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I agree. So, so it would be, sounds like you and I kind of agree that it's check on impact side for top yep. lane and then jungle, we'd have the edge. Maybe they can, you know, I, it just seems like this, this, the synergy with top is just, again, not what we want it to be at this point, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I want, I want to be like, well, like closer and someday find that rhythm and they like make some plays up top, but the plays that come from up top more often than not are like one V two under turret. So, yeah. So I, I'm just not sure I can expect that, which brings us to mid lane, right? Jazuke and Abadaga. I'll, I'll say my thing again, which I've brought up the past few weeks where it's like, it just feels like we're not getting what we should out of Abadaga. Not sure if his fault, not sure if our fault, Mm-hmm. But I believe in his skill level. I believe in his, you know, him being a top two mid in NA. Um, but we just haven't seen him in action that much. Yep. Uh, so question mark for me there. Mm-hmm. And if, if I'm honing in on like one thing that's going to be like our playoff run X factor, that's it for me. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like we know what we're getting everywhere else. But with Abadaga, it's like if we if we get him at his best, like we're gonna be doing very well. Yeah. But I can't. I don't know if we're getting him at his best. Like, like what do we do with this? Well, yeah. And let me let me uh, expand on that a little bit because I have a similar feeling. I think this is gonna be kind of a pivotal point in the matchup for sure. Abadajizuke. Here's my thought on it. I feel like the the. Th- the thing that is unclear to me about Abadaga is 
whether he is able to, um, it's almost like whether we're able to get the most out of him. I don't feel like he's the kind of, like, I don't feel like he's coin flippy. I feel like he either no. is mm-hmm. in a position to play a great game or he is less of, um, has less of an impact in the game than we think he's he just should. not in the game plan. Exactly. You know he's not in the game <laughs> yeah. plan. And, and I think with Jazuke, it's like you could do, you could run the same plan every game and you're probably, you know, like if you're hot, it's, it's uh 66, 33 <laughs> or maybe, maybe yeah. even more, maybe it's 80, 20. Right. And kind of like we saw with dig where every once in a going to get a game where it's like, well, didn't work um, right now. And I feel like that's kind of, so it's like, well, you're going to get the Jazuka game. It's going to dip down. <laughs> I feel like with Abazaga right now, we had these, we have these stretches where it's like, this dude is a carry threat and watch out. And I think they came earlier in the split. And over time, he's just kind of become, it's like a, there's been a more of a moderating factor on his, his overall impact on games. Um, which leads me to think that it's probably just that we haven't yet figured out how to really get the most out of him. Because I think from a skill standpoint... Or forgot how to when the meta or, shifted. Yeah. Like, I would, I would put it more on um, the, like, strategic level approach than the individual. Like, I think with Jazuka, it's more individual level. And I think with Abadaga, it's more strategic level. We just haven't quite nailed it yet on what we, how we need to play the game with him to really give him the chance to deliver in these situations. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But we've seen him do such good things uh that i i still have a lot of confidence and and here's the other thing it's super early it's still super early and i think it's important that we not forget that this is not like year three of the plan where yeah we've had a ton of time to get set in what our approach and how we play as a team and what our you know like guiding principles are like it's all this is we're less than a full split in so I'm not, I'm not saying that we need to, like, like if Abba can't beat Jazuke, then you got to look for a, a roster swap. I think yeah, it, no. it might just be that Jazuke on his best games certainly can carry. And um, we have not yet figured out how to get Abadaga reliably and consistently doing that. And I think that's the, the summary for me of the matchup. Yeah. Um. I was hoping that uh, there's someone in chat who might have an update on this, but if you recall the crackdown, I think a couple weeks ago, I think it was before we, we played the EG game um, in the last week of the split. Um, Abadaga was on the crackdown and, and there was like a segment where they kind of baited him into talking about Jazuke nice. and you know, for the, for the clips and for the clickbait and all that stuff. Um, but he did it right, and it, it seems like there's something there between the two of them. Um, and then he yeah. Dodged. So here we go. There's a Travis. There's a Travis <laughs> interview apparently where Jazuke answered. But you know, so there's been a back and forth between them, where I think it's like yeah, it's like you know rivalry that has crossed into a little bit of the personal side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually like not good on our side. I feel like if I'm Jazuke and I'm that kind of player, I like, I'm like, all right, yeah, do this. Yeah. Like, talk your mess. Like get, you know, <laughs> I want, I want him to do that for Jazuke's personality where he's going to be like all in hyper aggressive and it'll either work or it doesn't, you know, 
with Abadaga not being that kind, <laughs> that kind of player, mm. you know, it's it's like I think you know what he said on Crackdown is he's going to just turn off all chat or something like that or just mute Jazuke right away. Yeah, and and that's got to happen for him. It's like the opposite, right? Like Jazuke, right. pop off, go do your thing if you want good performance out of Jazuke. If you want a good performance out of Ab, it's like focus, center, <laughs> right? All that, all right. that thing. And but I do like having a little dog in my guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and you so so I am encouraged by the fact that like he kind of takes confident that a little confident. personally. He's like, nah, man, like I'm better. Yeah. So that is going to be a huge question mark. And like I said, what are the X factors of the playoff run? Will he answer that call or will he, will we just see him not fully integrated into what we're doing? I really don't know, man. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I really, I have high hopes for Abadaga as I've said many times and you were just alluding to this dude. He is like, in my mind, it's like, he is our mid laner as long as we can have him, as long mm-hmm. as we can keep him. I want him. Yeah. You know? And, and so, uh, yeah, I just, I want this to revolve around him more than it is right now. And it'll be tricky. Um, you mentioned the coin flippiness of Jazuke. Everybody, that's also the standard line about Jazuke. That's, that's the, but meme. it's true. He's going to choke away a game. He might choke away too. Mm-hmm. All right. And then in the other games, he'll be a force. So with that given, I'm sure that the team has prepared for that. So when you're doing the math between these two guys, I don't know where to come down because it's like not in, not the, the, the not full integration of Abadaga on one side, like taking us right. down from that hundred percent credit. Mm-hmm. And then the coin flippiness of Jazuke <laughs> taking him down from the hundred percent credit. And right. I don't know where the final tally is. So for me, mid lane is a question mark. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, um, Uh, yeah. Even trying to guess how it's going to go is just a guess. Like, it's easy to say, you know, we've seen Abadaga perform at a high level before, like the highest level in the LCS. Yeah. You know, for a while there, there were no challengers to him. Mm-hmm. And so the optimist says, sure, you can get back to that. We're not at, we're not firing the last time we saw us performing on stage we weren't firing on all cylinders and so i think that has to be taken into consideration too well unless you you want to focus tightly into the last time we were on stage against golden guardians where we did look good but again that was golden guardians that was one game that was after we got curb stomped by tsm yeah recent sample size would say you know if that yeah if sample size is recent like the last few weeks then (laughs) yeah uh it's it's not just like there's not just that one thing where it's like well if we can get abadaga back on track then we're totally fine so there's a lot of other stuff going on yeah so that you know that's difficult for me really not sure what to make of what's going to happen in mid lane i know like i said i know jazuke is going to have a game or two where he fumbles it you know Mm -hmm. and it's just are we going to be in position to capitalize um Going down to bot lane. Okay, Danny, he's looking good. Cool. It's FBI, man. It's freaking <laughs> FBI. Yeah. Zero worries. And there's going to be one game at least 
Now I'm just going to say one game. There's going to be one game where Danny gets a pop-off score line, score line, and it's not going to prove a thing. All right. FBI is FBI. You're not touching it. <laughs> I, have, yeah. I have ultimate faith in this. All right. And I, Danny, like, like shout out to him. He's young. He's looked great. I think was he second? Was he the second all yeah. team all LCS? Yep. All right. Big shout outs to him, man. So this is no disrespect towards him. But you're you you know, you're in there with with MJ, so <laughs> I just I just can't see it in bot lane. Yeah. I don't think I, you have anything I, different to say there, right? <laughs> I will add. I will add. I there's no there's no doubt in my mind that at its best, our bot lane is better. I don't know if they're at their best. And if that's, that is a thing that I'm concerned about. So let me just remind you, the last time we played EG with our, our main squad, uh, I believe this was the last time, we played Kogma and Lulu. And that was probably the worst game that, the two, that our bot lane had all split. Doesn't mean a thing. I know you'll say it doesn't mean a thing. Ignar, <laughs> Ignar is good. Ignar is good. And, and he was on Thresh and he looked good. And they had early aggression, and they got the Aphelios going, and Danny had a game for himself, 10-2-5. and five. So, is it, is it out of the realm of possibilities that their bot lane brings a game like that against our bot lane? No. Because it's happened before. It happened the last time we played them. In fact, it's not even like you have to go that far back. So, yeah, I think our bot lane is better, but our bot lane is not untouchable. And they figured it out. They they uh, they drew blood from the god at the end of 300. That's a spoiler alert. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> if if yeah, I don't know what the uh, statute of spoilers is on that. Probably passed. It's passed. So anyway, that's that's my thing, and I think they did it in a way that other teams started to do, which was you just go all at them, get in their face, right, bro? And this is so easy. All right, ignore Thresh. Just ban it. Take it or ban it. <laughs> and it's different. There's a Thresh Aphelios lane. He's very good. Into very weirdo Kogma Lulu lane that we had never done. I don't know, man. I don't care, man. I don't care. It's not, it's, this, this to me is just, nah. There's no mitigating factor here. There's going to be one game where it plays out that way. So we're like, oh, wow, look at Danny. And maybe it'll be the game one. But... I also, I, be, I believe in the experience thing too. And it's like, you know, how many LCS best of fives has this dude been in? One, probably one, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Last, maybe, no, was he know. even in last split? I think he, he subbed in for this split, right? Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. So, but he's, no, nah. FBI's <laughs> got this. Uh, and then who he versus ignore. That one's reasonably close and it's champ dependent for me. Mm -hmm. Like I said, for us to be, to let Ignar get Thresh would be catastrophic in my, in my opinion. Uh, his Rakan is really sick too. Though I'm not sure that that pick is like a ban worthy pick, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I, I think his Rakan and his Thresh are going to be catastrophic for us if they are played. Yeah. And his, his set did look mm. very good this past yeah. weekend. Um, well, but it sounds if, like you're saying who what he I'm just saying swoops here. In, if who he swoops <laughs> in and takes that, it's all good. I, and who he, look, who he played super well 
I think who he got, well, this is a preview of, of later. I think who he got a little bit shafted, not getting first team uh, all LCS. I know core is core, but just totality of the split, yeah, I, I don't think it was really deserved. I agree. Um, but it was super close. It was six points of difference, I think. I don't know. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm riding with Huhi, man. I'm riding with Huhi. It'll be champ dependent for me. Yeah, I think they have similar play styles. I think Ignar tends to have a bit more of an aggressive mindset, um, which, you know, at their best is great and at their worst is, can be a liability. So uh, I, I view Huhi more as the kind of steady, eddy, reliable, like playmaker. And I think Ignar is there to kind of blow things up, which, you know, he does really well on, on Thresh and Set. So I agree with you. I think it's going to depend a lot on who he's, who he's on, uh, who Ignar's on, and who, who he's on, too. Uh, see, it, it'll be a little bit interesting draft uh, battle because they're both great. Like, both of these support players are great. Um, so it's not like you have one who can only play a certain thing. You need to get, like, first pick it. So, yeah, we'll see how far a team is willing to let their draft pick fall for support. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Just, just, just don't draft loss us with Ignar is all I want. <laughs> that will, that the one way we can truly blow it this weekend is that, in my opinion, that's like, that's like the cardinal sin for me. Yeah. Like I, I, th- I honestly, I, I think that like you give him a thresh and that could be a game. Yeah. Like, I think it's that. It's that impact. I'm not worried about anyone else on any other picks. Maybe Jazuke Lucian's in that category too. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't really think so. Um, Danny Ezreal's pretty good. And how about Impact One? Nah, someday's going to be playing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's like lane by lane. Well, where, where do we even come down? Like, where, how do we, how do we, what's the check mark there? Like, who gets the check mark? So. Because right top, now we are top to easy. top them, mm-hmm. jungle, us, jungle us, mid question mark. Yeah. Bot us. I mean, I'd say ADC say us. us support question mark. So yeah, I'd say it leans us. It leans us by a close margin. You know, I do. Yeah. Well, that's not popular sentiment right now. So we got some splaining to do, don't we? <laughs> um, are there any things in what EG does for you that you think indicate some sort of like strats that we should have or not have or things that we should be looking for or things we can plan for? Are there any general observations there? I've, I've got one if you want me to start. <clears throat> I mean, I'll, I don't have a super in-depth one, so I'll start. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like mine is a continuation from where we left off, which is double marksman is a scary thing for us. Um, it's that I don't honestly feel like we've in the, in the past, in the, in the closing weeks, call them call it three to four weeks. I don't feel like we've had a strong strategy. Yeah. And um, so I think at a, just at a high level, we need to bring a specific strategy. Um, cause I think we've def- we've, we've, we've played a lot of default league and it's not been as crisp as our early, either our early default was standard or 
some of our, our zany strats that we cooked up when people were didn't know what to expect from us. Yeah. Um, so that's my thought on strats. It's like, and and I think those are two things that could could be pretty exploitable when Jazuke has the Lucian he does, um, and and it seems like they have some pretty well cooked stuff ready to go. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, we talked we talked about earlier in the split how we looked like a team that was impossible to draft against because we had so yeah. many picks that you have to account for. Um, and EG has a lot of those power picks among their players like that, you know? Yep. So, you know, we, we brought up Thresh for Ignar. And like I said, I personally, Rakan is borderline for me too because his Rakan's nasty. We talked about Lucian for Jizuke. Um, chat is accurately pointing out Rise for Jizuke, Twisted Fate for Jizuke. That's, um, more, that's more champs than you get bans. Yeah, there's good, probably like Contract Zinjiao is good enough that you have to be a little scared of that too. So I mean, it, do you want to give him Diana and have us not on Diana? Like there's a lot of challenge here and, and we've come mm-hmm. a long way from like and, you said. And, and that's a good way to, to way to phrase it because it's like, we are going to have to play these cause we can't bend them all out yeah. to keep them away from them. We're going to have to play these picks. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, right. Um, yeah. Preparation for this one is, is going to be tough. In fact, I would say that it's probably draft wise Right now, it looks to me like these are the hardest guys to play against, you know, draft-wise. Like, they're the toughest team to draft against right now, being EG. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a big thing. Uh, something that I noticed in the Dignitas series is, like, you cannot take an extended fight with EG. Yeah. If you stay long enough, it's going to turn. There's a point where... You know, and it happened to Dignitas so many times where they start off a great play and then it like they don't have enough, but they can flash and chase or whatever. And they do, and then they're like walking, 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 almost in skill shot range, and then the skill shot misses, right? And then right. guess what? Guess who's in the river? You know, <laughs> it's like here's Ignar, or here, you know, here's contract. Yeah. Like yep. it always turned on them. And the same thing happened to us during the regular season with these guys too. So it's like, we always felt like we had enough and then it would get turned on us. And I, I say like probably this split, we were some of the people that did that more than anybody else other than EG. Like EG is the only team that did this beyond us. Mm -hmm. Um, C9 probably in contention for that also. So we're going to have to be really disciplined in my opinion on these things. And that's a bit of a worry for me because our guys want blood, right? Like, think about our bot lane. Yeah. No, 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 back off. <laughs> FBI is like hoodie guy, man. The Nexus is always forward. <laughs> you just go for it. There is no retreat. That's right. So yeah. uh, that that worries me a little bit. Uh, the extended fights. If we get into those, it's I I feel like you know I have nightmares of health bars that are so appetizing. <laughs> And then the turn comes in, you know, mm-hmm. and then we get locked down by some CC, blown up, boom, 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 game's done. So, yep. worried about the drafting, worried about overextension on fights and discipline from how much we chase. Um, worried about the level of integration of Abadaga. So, <clears throat> that brings us to my next point. The good news 
that we had a two-week break to prepare for this, yeah. right? I, I can tell you almost certainly there was, there was very little preparation going the way of Dignitas, you know? I, you know, if yeah. Dignitas was to win that, they probably would just have taken the week to get ready <laughs> for them specifically. Yeah. I'm willing to bet, you know, that they almost all the way just prepared for EG right. um, before this matchup played out. And now they have another week. Um, Papa Smithy was in chat during our last podcast and pointed out that because they have the buy, they actually can fit enough scrims in where it's like three weeks of practice. Right. You know, instead of two. So. This is on paper, theoretically, a buff. The long yeah. break, the extra preparation, the careful planning. Um, if you think about it from the angle of like what we looked like at the beginning of the split, where we had all that preparation time, it looked good, man. Yeah. It looked good. So <laughs> hopefully, this is a plus for us. Are there any cons, or do you just full agree with that? What are you thinking? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not into the like too much time camp. And I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a fresh patch. I think it's more time on scrims on a fresh patch. Like that helps too. Um, They know not to pull out Kindred mid. Don't, don't try Kindred mid. Draven's probably not going to work. Watch out for cannon, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, um, yeah. And you do have stage games to watch of EG too, which, I always think is a plus. You get to see them in a best of best of series, not just the best of one. Um, I think for me, it's uh, the only thing that I'm actually concerned about is, um, well, I don't know. Let me think. I want to put this. For me, this is like one of the first big tests for Reaper, really, because it's you know a lot of this split has been like over over delivering you know we were prepared for progress and we spent most of the split talking about how we do it worlds right like we got ahead of ourselves because we were looking really good so like this is a big this is a big test and so i think it's probably more indicative of his ability to um it's like how do you how do you, what's the sophomore effort you know like <laughs> you you had this this grand start and everybody was super hyped and are you are you a one hit wonder or do you come back with something that people feel like is as clever and as well thought through and devastating to the opponent as what we you know put the league to shame with for the first half of the split um so that's really what i think it comes down to like I think this is exactly what you want if you're a coach. And yeah. I think if you cannot take, take this time and put it to good use, that's actually, I'd say, a more concerning thing, right? Yeah, and, and there's possibly, well, I don't, there is a stigma, whether it's justified or not, right? Of like, what does Reaper do in the playoffs? Um, <clears throat> there, you know, a lot of haters like to say that he doesn't deliver well in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And that the counter is that, well, at Worlds, <laughs> it turns around, but you got to get to Worlds yeah. first. Well, I, I, yeah, I, on that I, note, I, there's something else mm-hmm. I thought about, which is playoff perks, right? So I think there, there are some of these things which just 
don't always hold is what we've learned in week one of the 2021 summer playoffs. Like you, you can look at old tape to try to get a sense for how people do in these kinds of situations. And it will tell you something, but it won't tell you everything. So yeah, there might be some validity to that, but it's not, it's not like that's all you need to look at to make a, an accurate prediction. Cause if you yeah. did, then C9 would have been through. Yes. And, uh, and I personally, I'm happy to see the buy on this front because again, just more, more preparation, um, more of a chance to look good. So yeah, I think all, all, all of this needs to be considered when we make our predictions, which we're going to do now. Um, I think we know where the community comes down on this series, but what everyone wants to know is what does Jordan think? <laughs> no one wants to know that. They want to know what the prophet prophesies. <laughs> prophesies. Yes, there you go. Prophesize. Hey, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I'll go first, as is customary. I mean, the matchup is close. We went through it lane by lane. Um, you know me. I, I, I dislike going into these situations with a bad thing in my mind. And I'm not going to do it. I refuse to do it here. I think it's going to be a super close series. Um, I think it'll be 3-2. I think... This is actually a really good matchup on paper. Like, on paper, it's a close one. Um, I think we take it. And I think we take it based in my confidence in uh, Reaper to make use of this time and in the fact that um, that we, we still do edge them out in certain key areas. Um, that there's a lot of dependencies that I, I have in my head on this. Like there are a lot of things that need to happen. Um, and you know, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if EG does get the better of us just cause I think that they're pretty close to us. Um, what a hedge, what a hedge I'm hedging. That's wasn't it. Jat who said you should only ever predict three ones mm-hmm. or three zeros. Yeah. I always like that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I try to, but I really do think that it's going to be close um so here here I'll 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 just very quickly do this to make it less of a hedge. I think top lane could be a big problem for us with impact. Um and Svenskaren is a question mark for me. I don't know what their plan is. I don't know what to expect. I think if they play contracts I think it's going to be contracts, yeah. I think it's contracts and I think we have I think we have the advantage there. So um and then I would say the last one is well Gosh, I think you could do this at every position, and we just spent a lot of time doing it, so I won't go back through it. But those would be the, the I guess that would be the biggest one is top lane. Second one is, do we come with a strategy? That's it. Yeah. Well, a true return to form for Jordan when it comes to predicting. The optimism wins out. The cautious optimism. That's right. And uh, I got to tell you, chat, it's a return to form. For me as well. What am I known for? My predictions. Jordan's the optimist. <laughs> You're the Cole realist. Is always right. We're gonna win. <laughs> I'm calling the three-two victory as well. You mm. and I, same thing. I, in fact, I was hoping that you would come down against us <laughs> so that we didn't look like the ultra fanboy <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> I realize that's difficult because we are a fan podcast. It's true. But we're, as Jordan said, we, we try to be very measured and realistic about this thing and our bias is on full display, but 
I think the community is overrating EG. I think the community is underrating us. And uh, EG has a lot of variance built into what can happen with how they play. And this is a five-game series. And I think five-game series is still going to favor us. I know we don't have the same uh, confidence in the amount of looks that we have on our belt, right? But we do have a lot of preparation going into this. I think we've got more, uh, more even mind across our players. Um, I, th- I think, you know, we're less tiltable, I guess is another way to say it. Um, I think our bot lane is better overall. I think we're going to have a plan. I've got faith that there is a good plan here. It's going to depend on the draft, guys. There's just not, there's just no way around it. It's going to depend on the draft, which sucks to say. That is not what you want to say. Now, let me ask you for a clarity on that. Okay. When you talk about the draft, I think the draft is a manifestation of the strategy. Yes. So is it the strategy you're talking about, or is it because there's that's one side of the draft? The other, there are probably more, but the the other primary one is the actual picking and banning of champions, mm-hmm. and like there's a there's gamesmanship in the draft itself. Yes. So which do you see as the most important factor in the draft? The strategy, the actual picking and banning picking of and champions. Banning. Okay. All right. We have seen in our history. Uh, Picks that come through that we don't know why we picked them. Picks that we let through that we don't know why we let through. That cannot happen in, the, in this series, all right? To me, that's, that's what it's going to come down to. Do we do our job in the pick man? Do we have um, a strategy to make sure that the power picks that are going to tilt things in their favor, that they often get because they have a lot of things that they can play, do we have a strategy to accommodate that? And I think with the, I like our staff. I think our staff is smart. And I think with the extra preparation time, we're going to be able to do this. All right. And so I, I, there's one more factor that we haven't mentioned that goes in our favor, right? And that's that if we lose, we're not out. So there's a pressure release valve here mm. to free up the team a little bit. Now it's not great. It's not looking great. <laughs> Down the line, yeah. our path to playoffs is not a comfortable one, you know. Path to worlds, you mean? Yeah. Uh, well, path through playoffs, but yeah, path path, path to worlds. Sure. If we drop this one, it's very likely we get C nine, right? Uh, if we win this one, it's worlds, right? Don't we lock in worlds if we win this one series? Yep. I believe that's true. That's it. Um. Yeah, I I think. We're actually going to do this. I think we're overly pessimistic uh, as a fan base right now. And I think the community is overly uh, optimistic on EG. And the golden rule that I keep pointing out, it is so hard to be really good for a long time. Everybody falls off. Mm-hmm. And EG's time has come. Mm. So... Prophet Cole is locking in the three-two win for Hundred Thieves prediction. You know, in this series, and it's gonna be a banger. Yeah, it's. Uh, I agree. I, th- I, I think, and I hope that it'll be a banger. Right. Um, 
it's not that often that the two of us make the exact same pick. So I, I know. Guess. Like I said, I was hoping it'd be different. <laughs> I but I'm gonna take it as a sign, Cole, that this is preordained. It must happen. We're going to worlds, baby. It's time. <laughs> Our time has come. Um all right. Oh. So there you have it, guys. Don't say I never did anything to bless the fandom. That's right. Because Prophet Cole just did it. Uh, man, we actually we went way longer than I anticipated for this. So yeah. let's let's do a couple things quickly. Um we talked about our our, our path in playoffs. I just want to make one more note on that because I said if we lose this one, we play C9. That's like worst case scenario for us, right? We, the way it shook out is EG, C9. Like TL seems to find form recently, which cool for them. I still, I, I don't know. I just don't feel like they have it against us for whatever reason. It's a matchup thing. It's a feel thing. Um, so there's that. And then C9 unexpectedly drops that match. And so C9 is like the other team I wouldn't want to really see, you know, in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's going to, it's, it's just not shaken out super well for us um, as far as chances go. But Hey, you know what they always say? You got to beat the good teams. There's no way around it to get all, you know, to get to worlds. You got to beat the good teams. And this is the time to do it, man. This is the time to do it. Um, let's talk all LCS really quick while we have a, a brief moment before we do listener takes. Um, how pleased or displeased were you <laughs> seeing this come through? Um, I think probably bummed is the word and not because I feel like, um, we were s like majorly slighted. I think that this is, this is how this goes when you end the split as we did. And I feel like there was a game specifically where you said, and closer just lost MVP. Yep. I mean, speaker that, just won it. Yep. Yep. That is how, um, that's how these decisions get made. Yeah. Whether it's right or wrong, that's how it happens. And, and, you know, and I think in the big picture, it probably is right. Like if it would feel really weird to give, like, I think you, you, in these kinds of words, you always wait the end of the season because that's when you give the award. Um, yeah. So that's, which kind of is weird, right? Cause it's a totality of the split mm -hmm. award. And, uh, so that makes things kind of, Kind of tough to stomach um, the way it shook out. Yep. I'll say the one most underreported thing, I don't think I've seen a single mention of this, but the first team all pro has players from all different teams. I did see one comment. You about saw somebody that. mention that? I had not seen anyone mention yeah. that. It that, probably wasn't mentioned enough because it's, I, yeah, I think what I saw is it's it, the first time it's happened since like summer 2015 or something. Yeah, that is crazy and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, because we're used to, oh yeah, it's all cloud nine or, oh, it's You're all right. team liquid. You know what I mean? Like it was about to be all us. So it was, a, if we, if we have a different final three weeks of the season, it was yeah. probably going to be four, four. thieves yeah. and then one top laner. Right. Fudge. Um, fudge probably. Oh gosh. And I'm looking at the picture right now and I want to punch it. Um, Punchable NA ratings coming in the in the That's off right. season, guys. First Most team all NA. punchable. First team all punchable. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna do that. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so F FBI 
gets the the bot lane victory and it's it's not close right he has 122 points second place is 58 points so that was like a landslide victory for him despite one individual not having him in the top three now what justification could there be for not having fbi as a top three bot laner in the lcs name me name me three people three bot laners three adcs who are better than FBI. Can't think of any? No. Well, maybe you should DM our old friend Gyoto, who Wh- somehow submitted a ballot without FBI's name on it. He, he misread the line. He got the wrong... He was looking at the wrong row. It's, it's, it happens. He had the, the wrong... The fire alarm went off right when he was filling <laughs> off his ballot, man. It's hard to concentrate. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. He was doing the thing where you look up someone's email address by typing their name into the box and you did it for the first three in the ADC category and forgot to delete them. It happens. It happens. There is just no way. That guy, that guy <laughs> took it real personal this, this season, man. He took it real personal, man. I, last time he came up, I was like, yeah, you know, like he actually, in his interviews, is like, he's cool, he's chill, whatever. Yeah. But that was outrageous, man. Not yeah. having FBI as any, I, if you don't have him top, <laughs> top one, it's already questionable. Yeah. But if you don't have him top three, you are That's, out of your mind. They should be, it's like wh- whoever puts this together, they're like, do we have something written here where we can yeah. revoke? Like, is there a, Did, a, they need, they need to like, he's not sound of mind. Yeah, so exactly. he cannot have a yeah. vote. Give it, please give it to right. Charlie over there at immortals. Cause he will do the right thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, can't cry over that so much, especially cause FBI won it because everybody else came to their senses. Yeah. Um, I think we saw the speaker thing coming. I think we saw a fudge coming. I'm so oh, cold lane. Weird. Did right? Danny tacticals. Ven. that must've been it. Danny tacticals. Ven. Even yeah, though Sven didn't play the whole split. And, you know, tactical is surely better than FBI, right, guys? Mm. That holds water. Yep. Okay. Anyway, um, mid lane was weird, man. Mid lane yeah. was a, it was a weird year for mid lane. In the it LCS. really was. Yeah. I honestly like, I'm not sure I'd put Jizuke first, but I know I wouldn't put Abadaga first either because of how the second half of the split went. Cole, if I, I you, you know me and Power of Evil, I'm not sure about that. But <laughs> Jensen had a weird year. It's like, where did Perks finish? I don't know. It's a weird mid lane was weird. That's that's if you could have. I don't know what odds you could have given me that would make me feel comfortable betting that Perks finishes outside the top three. Yeah, that's like that's start of the of split. Kevin from the office, ten thousand to one bets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. That's weird. Um, and then Core JJ getting it over who he. This is where you know I said in, in the tweet when we were talking about what we we're talking about. I said snubs or dubs for <laughs> this. To me, this feels like a snub. I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Uh, so Core got sixty-seven points, and who he got sixty-one. So ultra close. Yep. This is a you know how like at the Oscars every year there's an old man who was in a movie that wasn't really good and he didn't do that good of a job but he hasn't gotten the Oscar yet so they need to give it to him. That's kind of how this felt like even though Core JJ has the name recognition, you know? Yeah. It's like I don't know like we're giving him a totality of his career award here. It's not yeah. like he's bad, right? Uh, just but yeah. I'm I can't in good conscience put him Well, and what we said as about as my number 1 pick. No. 
I'm with you. And what we said about the way these, like, the recency on this goes, Ignar is not on here. And he, I, I would say he had a great, like, they were super hot. And yeah. he doesn't even get a, a note because, right. yeah. And that's how you know it's a recency thing, too, because Vulcan's in there, right? It's right. like, Vulcan came on the last two, maybe three weeks of the split. And he's like, oh, yeah, Vulcan, man, it's Vulcan again. Like, that's where that yeah. came from. Right. Again, I'm not sure that's deserved either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no hate Pretty. against him. He's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think support in NA has actually like been really good. Yeah. Like sword you know art, I mean? not on this list anywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is, is weird, but it should have gone to who he, so this is a snub in my mind, but it is nice to see three of our guys on the second team. Mm -hmm. Who there, of course, um, closer there. Um, this, the, I, did we point out the gap between speaker and closer was 45 points. Wow. So it wasn't close there. Um, and then mid lane, Abadaga. I actually, so Abadaga only finished two points behind Jazuke for first team. Wow. So Abadaga wow. was really, really close to first team. Um, again, I'd like, I, I do think, I, I love this guy. I want him, you know, I, I'm not sure the, the performance of the totality of the split um, genuinely deserved that. Um, but I'm happy that it played out that way because I like him and I want to win the award. So, yeah. Um, impact as as the top laner and second team and Danny as the as the ADC. Okay, cool. Yep. And third team. I mean, we don't really need to even talk about it because Hundred Thieves wasn't involved. But Huni Blabber, Power of Evil, Tactical Vulcan um, are we don't get it guys on the third team. <laughs> They're Huni and Power of Evil. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. There were good things here, and there are some bad things too. So overall, eh, it wasn't that bad, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, feels mostly right. So let's go to listener takes and take this thing home. All right, <laughs> we've let's got. Do it. We're gonna only. We're only gonna do five of them. All right, so we won't go forever, um, but we will do this now. Dargor, our old friend Dargor, says after seeing how the bracket played out, my take is Hunter Thieves do not make it to Worlds. Dargor predicts they lose to EG and then end up losing to C9 in lower bracket for the last world spot. Um, so we kind of already stated our feelings on this, but I don't think we directly answered. So if we fall against EG and play C9, what outcome are you expecting? I mean, I, I said when you asked this, and clearly I haven't forgotten it, I said that I would pick C9 over the others if we had to play if we if we got to pick um which i thought was very bold but it looked yeah. like you were right well or or we still match up badly against them and tl matches up better against them that's possible too um i think if we play c9 i don't know man perks is just looking very human um i do think i think we could win that series I, that that feels like a winnable series to me so i probably on this snap take and just say i'm an optimist we're gonna win that series yeah even though i think um, it would be like tougher than the <clears throat> liquid series made it seem if i'm doing evidence-based reasoning i have to <laughs> agree with you right yeah i can't explain why c9 is not looking like any better than they are like i'm shocked that they lost to tl yeah um, in the fashion <clears throat> that they did too it was not particularly close yeah and I'm, sh I'm especially shocked about perks who i still think if he's going to be at his best, he's the best player in NA. Hmm. Um, I don't know why he hasn't gotten control of things, but 
Uh, as Amax points out in chat, we do actually, it's not if we beat them, if so, say if we fall into that position in losers bracket and win that series, we still need to win one more series to get the final words world spot. Um, <clears throat> so it's not like just that series that it depends on. But uh, if I'm being evidence-based, I got to say, yeah, I think we would win against C9. Um, we'll see how this weekend goes then. Because if we bomb out and look bad, then, you know, Evidence-based, again, you have to make an adjustment there, but right. my gut is like, I don't, I don't want to play C9. Yep. You know, so. Um, yeah. Daddy Titan says, despite everyone saying EG is the best team in the league, I feel we lucked out because we get them in a best of five. EG has a very simplistic style that they are very good at and we can take advantage of. Just <laughs> Daddy Titan, uh, he, uh, he, he put this next bit in here for my selection bias <laughs> to make sure I read his take. <laughs> on the podcast, he says, Jizuke is currently playing a better form of DeMonte from early spring with roaming <laughs> mids like Rise and Twisted Fate. <laughs> oh, man, I love that so much. There, there are other things he does DeMonte. better as well, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, do you do you remember I made that exact point? I was like, Jizuke is a better DeMonte, right? Do you remember me saying <laughs> yeah. So Daddy Titan, shout out to Daddy Titan. He says, let's ban those away and make them play our style of game. Maybe not a bad strategy. I don't think I have much to say to that other than hilarious about the DeMonte line. And <laughs> I mean, seems, seems at least that would win a game. Maybe, you know, yeah. my, my concern with it is, um, you always have to think about the, the permaban list. What's on the permaban list. What can't you let through because it's too busted. And chances are, it's not specifically the champions that enable them to play that strategy. Well, yeah, so. good point. Um, our friend Curly with Flight Check Crew, Flight Check Crew, of course, being the FlyQuest version of us, right? The fan podcast dedicated to FlyQuest coverage and who do a much better job than us of covering Academy, which I'll point out and admit. Um, so go follow them if you are looking for more coverage um, at Flight Check Crew on Twitch and Twitter, and we love them dearly. Uh, he asks a simple question. Will someday be able to handle impact? We litigated it a bit mm-hmm. in our thing, but we, but we said it's an edge for impact. Yeah. Can he handle him is a different question though. What do you and think? That's the thing. So if, 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 if we feel like our, our best someday is supportive someday, less, you know, more so than carry someday <clears throat> an impact plays traditional impact, then they just supportive out each other. Right. <laughs> So handle, <laughs> if you think of handle as like contain, like don't let him beast out, mm-hmm. then I think, yeah. But the, the problem is I think there's a neutralization there that goes both ways. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, we can't use someday for much, yeah. you know? So, so if, it just depends on how you define handle for me. Containment, sure. I think he can do that. Um, but we'll see yeah yeah it's it's setting the bar lower to say can he handle him not can he beat him you know mm-hmm. um i picked us so i'm gonna say yes because i think it's contingent on him handling him <laughs> oh yeah good call good call and if, um yeah and i'll mention again fake god solo killed him love to see it there you go someday we'll get Boom. one <laughs> my words uh first time writer Anton Verheyen, I hope I'm saying your name right. Anton Verheyen um, says, will contracts outperform closer? 
what would that sort of performance mean for the LCS management, seeing as he was performing similarly before Closer was picked up? Does anything invalidate that, such as Closer's chemistry and the package deal? All right. So I think this is like, look, we're dealing with our ex here. Yep. In contracts who earned his way back into the LCS and who did pretty well. He had some missteps, but it's kind of, look, you know, it's, it's like yeah. right now he's playing like, you know, the, the best version of himself where, you know, yeah. he has pop off carry games and then some games are bad. Yeah. Um, but the question is, will contracts outperform him? Again, I don't think so. Um, what would it mean for LCS management? I mean, um, you know, he's one of those players where there was clearly a decision to be made. We had to think about, is it him or is it Kenvy? Is that our, is that our potential future, you know, um, jungler? And they made the decision they made and contracts is on EG now. I really like contracts record. I think he's a, he's a great player. I think, you know, likable dude. So I'm glad to see him back in the LCS. I'm glad to see him getting reps and doing well. I hope he doesn't do well against us. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, I don't think he will. And, uh, I think if he does, again, I would kind of go back to, I wouldn't pin it specifically to closer to say you are a worse version of contracts. And we made a bad call there. I would put it more to the high level strategy. How do we use closer more effectively than we are? Cause I think closer has shown that he can be a more effective version of contracts in a lot of situations. Um, or at least a more consistent one. Yeah. So that's how that's, I feel is yeah. I feel like consistency gives closer an edge over contracts. And I think, I think that we, you know, we're asking about the, the chemistry thing, right. And like the package deal thing where it seems like closer was part of this package deal, you know, that we did with, with golden gardens, where it's basically like, give us FBI and we'll do whatever else you want. Mm-hmm. And the team, the players seem to like each other too. So when, when that happened, cool. Um, but I do think, I personally rate him as a more consistent contracts, you know, and, and, and more consistently able to carry with less, less lows. Right. And the, the right. lows are not as low as contracts. And I think more importantly, um, that's what hundred thieves rated him as well. So, um, if contracts like, you know, just pops off against closer, I don't think anyone's like crying any tears or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think it's going to mean much um, for the management and I don't think it's necessarily going to prove anything either. I don't think like this one series is going to prove it. Right. Especially here's another, you know, theory slash rule that I often have and point to that. I, it's just based on gut, but it's what seems to happen is that when players rotate in, they do well for a bit and then fall. Mm -hmm. Right. And contracts, he's on a recently rotated in rotation. So, um, you need a bigger body of work to really see how it went. And yep. then final, uh, final point of the night or final take of the night question of the night from Glenn Taylor who asks, how flexible do you feel drafts will be? And he says, will it be closer carry or bust? The team is so theoretically flexible. So I don't want to see one dimensional, one dimensional or predictable drafts unless it's clear. There's no need to show anything. So the question is, hmm. How, how flexible of drafts do we think we're going to get? Right. And is it going to be all dependent on closer? I don't think it's all dependent on closer. I, I think it's, um, 
I, again, I picked us. So I'm going to say that I think it'll be flexible enough. Because I think if we do show up and just try to, you know, go standard every, every game, very predictably, we'll be punished in draft and we'll lose the series. I think that's mm -hmm. a stake. I think that is, that is the, the potential consequence of that. So if we hope to win, which I hope to win, um, we're going to have to bring some different looks. I don't think it pivots on closer. I think there's a lot of other things that are question marks for me. I'm more come down and like, I think if closer go does well, we do well, you know, like I oh, said, my, maybe I misunderstood that at part. the beginning of that, where it's like, I do think, I do think closer is the best barometer of how we're going to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I, I was, I was answering that more towards in draft. Is it dependent on us getting closer, the right things? Like, I think there are a lot of other things that need to go right in draft so that closer gotcha. can carry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that's fair, but yeah, I'm not sure it depends all on closer carrying, but I, I, uh, like I said, I, I feel like Abadaga is going to be the ultimate thing here. Mm. Um, but I do think, I do think our success is pretty closely tied with closer. I will say that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think we're going to see crazy drafts. I'm hoping what we get is just thought out drafts. Right. I was like, Oh my goodness. He's playing Garen mid lane. I don't, I like, that's not what I'm <laughs> thinking is going to happen. I just, I right. think that they're going to have a strategy for how do we deal with this? How do we, we either ban away or play that, you know, mm -hmm. that's what I'm, I'm hoping for. Yep. Um, so one final note, I want to shout out AJ Beck who has, provided us with weekly updates on the caster records, which is not an easy thing to do. No. And he puts them in our discord and gives them both the pairing records and the individual records. So, so just a couple quick notes from there. Strictly speaking, percentage wise, if Raz is casting this thing, we're toast. All right. Raz for EG is two and O oh. and he is O and two for us. Wow. So Raz is, is, is the swing um, here. So yep. everybody tweet Raz and say, please don't cast us this weekend. Right. Um, right. If we are looking strictly on who's like the best for us and worse for them, that is probably going to be a Zale. So looking at the, the stats here, which you can find in our discord, a Zale is nine <laughs> and three casting our games. And for them, he's only six and five. And I think that's the biggest percentage swing um, between them. Freak is uh, right down the middle for us. And okay. everybody's favorite, Captain Flowers. Um, Captain Flowers is six and three for us and six and one for them. And then nothing really jumps out pairing wise <laughs> uh, when you look at that. But I do want to shout out AJ back for always coming through with these. Absolutely. Um, so it looks like Raz. And you know what? Both of the Raz games for both teams were co-casted with Captain Flowers, by the way. So there you go. Captain Flowers, Raz, 2-0 for them, 0-2 for us. So mm. I love Captain Flowers. We got Mama Flowers in the chat. Um, just don't put him with Raz. Just no Raz. Yeah. We, and we love Raz, too. Because Raz is also one of my I love, favorites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really like Raz. It's just unlucky. Just unlucky. But yeah, shout, shout out, of course, to uh, AJ Beck for keeping track of that. All right. Yeah. Well, that was, like I said, much, much longer than anticipated, but you got a standard you podcast straight from the horse's mouth that 
Hunter Thieves is going to take this one. It's going to be a battle. Mm. And it's going to be how we qualify for Worlds 2021 against all odds. Chips on your shoulder, boys. Let's go. Um, all right. Well, we'll do Rec League on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It'll be a jolly good time. Will be. And uh, we will see you in our Discord. Here's the Discord link for chat in case you guys need that. Follow us on Twitter, of course. Twitter's where we'll uh, tweet out the sign-up forms for Discord for Rec League, by the way. Um, so yeah. As always, thank you for being with us. We love you, and we miss you already.